This is the Busy Blokes Podcast with Jake Batrick and Christian Huggins. Hello and welcome to episode three of the Busy Blokes Podcast. My name is Jake Batrick and I'm a busy guy. With me is my co-host, health coach extraordinaire, Christian Huggins. How are you, mate? I'm busier than a cross-eyed cat watching four rat holes, mate. How are you? <laughs> yeah, mate, I am overstretched. So this podcast, Bats, as you know, and listeners, is all about providing you busy folk with health hacks, tricks, and tips that'll have you feeling healthier, happier, and stronger than ever. Now, before we dive deep into today's topic, nutrition, Bato, it's the end of your uh, your second full week. How are you feeling, brother? Mate, I'm feeling good. Genuinely feeling good. Um, we'll get to the day today in a second, but look, it's, it's not quite time to pop the champagne, I don't think, but... We, we have hit a bit of a milestone this week. Ooh, I'm pretty pumped about, about it. So there's been a, a certain number that's been haunting me for <laughs> God knows how many years, too many years. Is this the and triple digits? The triple digits, triple zero. the big ton. I've bounced above that number back down towards the 100 on the nose, but it's been probably always a few kilos heavier than that. And that's why I started this journey with you is because in the same week, two people had told me that they thought I was looking better, mm. but I also saw the highest number on the scale that I'd ever seen in my life. So today, Christian, we can lock in a 700 gram loss <laughs> to 99.3 kilos. Hey. <laughs> Woo! Oh, that's good, mate. That's good. It's a good feeling. <laughs> it's a first, first little bit of success, first taste. Yeah, we we're a little wobbly to start with because <laughs> we know these habits of mine are yep. years Pizza old. and beeries. Yep, pretty cool to now see. Now tell that, me so. though, because I heard it was a special little girl's birthday on the weekend. So <laughs> the girl is being bad, guys. <laughs> um, but is it? It was. Did you? You know, were you eating wet lettuce? For your birthday dinner or did you still enjoy yourself as well? Like So what I learned from the first week was you can fall off the wagon, but it's a hell of a lot better if you put some elbow pads, some knee pads and a helmet on <laughs> before you fall off. <laughs> so overall, I was eating a lot better and I could feel that that saw the number on the scale like this week, my pants are even going on a little easier. Ooh. I didn't even think I'd see that until maybe halfway through the journey, yeah. but like that genuinely surprised me, but we had pizza for my birthday, mm-hmm. but rather than actually ordering too much pizza, we ordered just enough pizza mm. and we portion controlled our pizza. So we weren't overeating. So, you know, normally like if you go, if you're ordering pizza, you might have three or four slices and then you go, oh, actually I'm still hungry. That food hasn't even hit your tummy yeah. yet. And you go back in, you know, like another three, right? <laughs> so limiting, limiting that intake Definitely, I think, helped. Like, yeah. Whereas the first week of my old habits was I would just eat and you eat. Just keep and smashing eat. it. Yeah, until I felt full. Yep. So at my workplace, you have to bake for everyone else on your birthday, yeah. which is an oh, absolute I remember you talking about this last week off air. So I had to bake some brownies and it was really, really tough not to eat <laughs> nine, brand, <laughs> nine little bits of brownie. So Did you still enjoy the brownie though? You I did. It. Yeah. I did. And hats off to this, not sponsored at all, but Aldi. <laughs> And their packet mix, mix, brownie mix was absolutely sensational. So that was my big takeaway from the week was fell off the wagon a little bit, but we we had some protective clothing on and those scenarios were special occasions because it was my birthday. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to diving into nutrition this week. You know, for me, I actually like cooking. Um, Oh, perfect. But- 
I'm busy and lazy, yeah. <laughs> so I don't do it often, yeah. right? So I'm looking forward to to seeing new ways and 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 maybe stretching some food into those weekend days, so we're not yeah. going back down the road to get that pizza. So perfect. And like just before we move on, like mm. you use the term there of like falling off the wagon, but I, I necessarily wouldn't even call that falling off the wagon. I'll just be calling that real life mm. and enjoying yourself, right? Like the, I think the main piece of wisdom that I want to take out of that, or main thing I want to note, is that you you just managed you were just aware of what you were yeah. eating and you still enjoyed it but you just didn't go for that fifth sixth seventh eighth Correct. slice of pizza or that third fourth fifth bit of brownie yeah. like you still got to enjoy those foods and then you just enjoy it and move on another quick example so we we went to the pub with my parents uh, my partner's parents and my granddad and instead of ordering the parmi and chips or the burger or the steak sanger and chips my partner and i shared a meal which was ribs that came mm. with uh, vegetables on the side and then we shared a salad. So we were both like enjoying a little bit of those ribbies. Yeah, ribbies. <laughs> <laughs> which are delicious. Yeah. And then we oh, also yeah. had some some nicer stuff, you know, better for you stuff or better options on the side. So like the, ba- the as you said, the main takeaway for me is like absolutely enjoy those yeah. foods that you like and those special occasions that you do go out. Because like if you're going out for a special occasion, it's unavoidable. <laughs> like you're going to a place that don't serve like amazing healthy food across the whole menu, but yeah. you can play it smart. So I love that plan. That smart. was awesome. And like to see a bit of a dip uh, in the numbers this week on the, on the scales was, was pretty cool, but it wasn't just smart food choices that we covered off this week. It was some exercises. Mm-hmm. Main thing I found with that was, and head to our social pipes for a, a really breathy review of one particular exercise, but we spoke about right at the end of last week, you know, the first couple are going to be clunky. Mm. And what I found was I went through the the workout, uh, body weight workout A, which is in the manual, which you can see uh, in the podcast description from last week. Yep. And basically YouTube is the gold mine. That's what we spoke about. <laughs> yep. And I was literally, I had no idea what these exercises were. Prone cobra. I was thinking like actually doing the worm or something and like, <laughs> yeah. I just wrote every exercise down. I went through each one on YouTube. Sometimes you've got to watch two two videos to like this subtle changes in the way that yeah. people do them. And some of them are like going the right way. Some of them are going the other way. So you, you figure that out when you're watching them and writing down like how you actually do it. The cues. So the cues yep. and, and, and the, like, for example, palms down in prone cobra. Perfect. So you're just focusing on getting that technique down. So that first one would have felt clunky as probably took you like <laughs> an hour to complete minutes. plus. Yeah. Um, and the but- YouTube ads didn't help. <laughs> I just did Damn up. you, YouTube. So so that was cool. And then uh, the second time, like I had my little own cheat sheet that, you know, that I understood mm. um, and I smashed it out in like 18 minutes because I knew exactly what I was doing. Yep. Perfect. So that was that was really cool. And the, the other fun thing was we spoke about feeling the muscle. Mm. So the first time I was doing it, um, like I was feeling one particular muscle. So in the single leg bridge, I was feeling it in my hamstring the first time I did the exercises. Second time I came around, <laughs> hamstring, glute, back, like <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so that phrase of feeling the muscle really shone through in the second time that I did it because the first time... Yeah, exactly. I was right. figuring out what I was doing, so it was wins fun. across the board. Wins across the wins board. Across we had a good board. week. We had yeah, a very, very good. Week. good. Yeah. So we're just going to keep it going now. Just keep uh, it going. Just one now. One quick thing before we quickly move on. What I need to do going into this week is remind myself of the action steps from week one. 
Mm. So I was still nailing my hydration, my extra pink, beautiful lady apple. The only thing I, I was not remembering often was the extra walk. Yeah, that 10-minute walk. That 10-minute walk. So I've now got, and we've spoken about this in, in the other episodes, but I've now got like a cheat sheet of action steps from week one. So it's your hydro, your extra bit of fruit, and your walk, and you're literally ticking it off. If you're now two out of three on, on one day, you go, oh, I missed my walk, that Make sure I don't forget that. You've got that habit tracker and you just keep keep that somewhere you see it every day. So on the fridge or in the bathroom mirror, just somewhere to kind of keep those new habits at the forefront of your mind because the first time you start anything new, it's going to be clunky. You're going to forget days. You're going to forget weeks maybe. But if you've got this thing in your face most of the time, then you're going to remind yourself to do those habits. Chloe's going to hate me by the end of this. It's going to be wrapping all over the house. (laughs) It's going to be like those ads you see where there's like post-it notes (laughs) all over the house. (laughs) Can't find anything. Alrighty, Bats, let's get into the uh, nitty-gritty for today's episode. I'm quite cheesy with the quotes, Bats, but I like this one from George <laughs> Bernard Shaw where he says, there is no love sincerer than the love of food. Food yeah. is literally ingrained into the very fabric of our lives, right? Like three square meals a day and breakfast, lunch and dinner and like brunch. We meet everyone for afternoon tea and coffee and we've got mum's palmy and, you know, steak and veg oh, night and, yeah. you know, chocolate on Easter and birthday cake. So mm. food is <laughs> food, <laughs> food is everywhere. Food is everything. So it does take a while to kind of unravel this part of us, um, yeah. you know, and it's just kind of about finding some better choices really and making those better choices. Yeah. Food is life. Food is life. <laughs> I don't eat to live. I live to eat. Correct. You know, so food is everything to me. Um, and listeners can't see it, but if you type into Google the pyramid of body change by Precision Nutrition, it's just this nice kind of pyramid mm. um, of what people should focus on when it comes to like exercise and nutrition when they want to change their body. And what most people get wrong is they focus on the top of the pyramid, which is the smallest part, but that's like focusing on calories and really advanced like exercise program, whereas they forget about the foundational stuff, which is down the bottom, which is the biggest and most supportive part, which is just a basic physical activity program, yeah. e.g., okay. you know, a bit of extra walking and some strength strength sessions, yeah. and a more health-focused kitchen and grocery shopping and just making those better choices with less processed foods, right? Which is all the stuff we've basically covered. Which is what we're covering, right? We're trying week. we're trying to set in stone some some lifelong habits rather than diving right into the deep end and going into all the nittiest of grittiest. We're just mm. kind of getting the solid rock solid um, foundation put in place. And when it comes to nutrition, our body is always sending us signs and signals and symptoms. So they use this analogy quite a bit, but your body's always trying to tell you something. And it's like a debt collector. You've borrowed some money, (laughs) you haven't paid it back. And the debt collector, for whatever reason, he's stuck in the stone age. He sends you a fax and you ignore the fax. Then he sends you an email, you ignore the email. He sends you a text, you ignore that. He starts calling, you ignore that. He knocks on your door, you ignore that. Eventually he's going to come kick down the door and grab you, right? So And go for the kneecaps. And go for... (laughs) So you've got to listen to those signals early on. And sometimes when it comes to your nutrition, you know, having less than one bowel movement a day, um, strong smelling farts. <laughs> That's funny. My farts is not as strong. Not lately. as strong? Yeah. yeah. So, so those, those slight and subtle changes here and there can actually yeah. make you not have those strong smelling farts. That's funny. Okay. Um, puffy eyes, dry and brittle hair, skin rashes, acne, energy crashes is a huge yes. one. Brain fog is a huge one. A loss of sex drive. Yeah. Just feeling like irritable, difficulty sleeping, um, difficulty losing fat and building muscle or recovering from workouts. Like. These are all signals that your body's sending you that something's not quite right. Yeah. Like the anxiety one, like after you've had a big Saturday night on 
Heaps the Sunday scaries. Yeah, the Sunday scaries. Yeah. <laughs> That's a thing because yeah. you've just pumped your body full of crap. Yeah, and your body's gone, want. that was not good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and if we're not ignoring, if we're, if we're not uh, heeding those warning signs, then they're just going to get louder and louder and louder and louder. Right, okay. But on the flip side of things, like some positive signals to consider that your nutrition yes. might be on the right track is just having like some more calm and even consistent energy, moderately elevated mood, having better sleeps, Regular, fully formed, easy to pass bowel movements. Nice. Uh, bright eyes, clear and supple skin, like strong, healthy, shiny hair and strong fingernails. And it's much easier to build muscle, much easier to lose fat and faster recovery, workout resilience. All these things are signs that you're actually moving in the right direction yeah, when it comes you, to nutrition. Because you have clear and supple skin, Goss. Thank so you very I know much. you are. You're in the, the peak of your powers at the, the moment. Supplest of supple. <laughs> um, and amongst all of those kind of like signs that our, and signals that our body is sending us, a lot of people are suffering from these four deficiencies. So water, low-level dehydration, which we'll get into really thick next week. Yep. Vitamins and minerals, especially in Australia, it's iodine, iron, and the B vitamins. Protein is a big one, particularly in men and women with low appetites and essential fats. Around 90 plus percent of the population are deficient somewhat in those essential fatty acids. You get most of your vitamins and your minerals from the foods you eat. A lot of people would be taking some sort of multivitamin. Multivitamin, right. Yeah. So are they like, I mean, you don't want to just eat heaps of crap and then just pop a multivitamin. <laughs> like it doesn't, it's not that easy. Yeah. It's like p- putting a bandaid on a hole in a boat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> old class multivitamins as a supplement. And supplements are meant to be doing just that. They're meant to be supplementing yep. what you're not getting through diet and exercise or lifestyle. So you want to fill most of your needs through real whole foods because you can think about like uh, an orange versus a vitamin C tablet. So an orange comes with all these extra vitamins and minerals and polyphenols and phytonutrients and they work synergistically in the body versus just this isolated vitamin C tablet. So multivitamins can be used as part of a you know a healthy lifestyle, um, but I would definitely try to aim my hardest and my best to get all my greens and reds and all the other colorful things from uh, my diet. Okay. So what should we be eating then like to feel good, to get all those fun, fuzzy, good signals that our body wants to be sending us, the supple skin and the strong hair. Yeah, I've got luscious locks too. You do, yeah. Like I have strong hair. I love it. Um, so every bite you take is made up to varying degrees, these seven things, most bites you take. So proteins, fats, and carbohydrates, you might have heard of those, and those yeah. are known as the macronutrients. So macro meaning larger. So these are nutrients we need in larger amounts in the diet. Right. You've got the micronutrients. So these are nutrients you need in smaller amounts in the diet, but still just as important. And those are the vitamins and minerals. Mm-hmm. And then you've got fiber, which is like insoluble and soluble fiber that feeds the good gut bacteria and makes you poo actually thick, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> which is good and keeps your digestion in tip-top, tip-top shape. Um, and then water. So each bite you take is made up to varying degrees, these seven things. So what I want to do is I want to focus on each of those and just give you a bit of a lowdown. So, mm. cause I think it's really important to be aware of what's actually in the food that you're, you're taking in, because you can think about, you know, building a house. You want to build a house with really good materials. You don't want to go to the bargain bin at Bunnings and put some duct tape and build your house <laughs> that way. So you want to know what's in the food and actually make it and fill yourself with the good nutrients. Right. Okay. So let's start with protein and protein's often considered the building blocks of life, like our hair, skin, nails, ligaments, tendons, they're all made of proteins and amino acids. Um, it's known as an essential macronutrient, which means you have to consume a certain amount of protein to live. If you consumed zero grams, you'd wither away and get very sick and, and die, which is not good. No. <laughs> um, and common sources of these uh, of proteins are meats, seafood, poultry, dairy, eggs, and what are called legumes. And 
a lot of people, a lot of clients that I come across are chronically, chronically under consuming protein, which is not a good thing because if you're not hitting those recommended daily allowances, you are suffering essentially. There you go. And there's, oh, is that and why Rocky was like sculling? <laughs> sculling raw eggs. Oh. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not advocating for some raw egg yolks um, into the diet, but um, they would just be coming straight back. Yeah. <laughs> freebie, big, huge freebie. Like people pay for this. I've created this ebook called nutrition for busy blokes. And it's not just for busy blokes. There's only one chapter in there that's on testosterone, but it's pretty much a manual for everyone to, yep. to eat more healthily. And within that, that, that ebook is all of this concepts we're talking about in much greater detail with much more examples. There's grocery lists, there's healthy shopping tips, there's all, all the things there. So in the show notes, you'll get a link to that. So we're, I'm giving you a very quick bird's eye mm. view of these things, but I just wanted to touch on that quickly so people can actually know that yeah. there's, there's more it's to it. It's basically a good food Bible. Yeah, it's it's like, the manual. It's the manual. It's the only ever cookbook that you'll ever need for the rest of your days. <laughs> you can... Well, it's definitely a good starting point anyway. Um, the next macronutrient is fats. And fats are a very controversial macronutrient. So decades ago, a doctor named Ansel Keys, he actually got his PhD studying freshwater eels. So he's not even a real doctor. <laughs> um, but he, he gave birth to this low-fat craze by saying that fats clogged your arteries and fats gave you heart disease and fats were the cause of obesity, which couldn't be further from the truth. And actually, we've debunked it now because we know it's damaging to human health to consume very low fats because it's essential, which means we have to consume it to live. It's essential for hormone regulation, brain function, vitamin absorption, and including those adequate amounts of the diet can actually increase fertility and regulate your mood as well. That's a big one because I've found, certainly in recent years, like if I'm regularly falling off a wagon or not even getting back on a wagon, like <laughs> going through a really unhealthy phase, like mm. my moods and irritability is just- It's next level, isn't like, it? out of this world. So fats can get you a lot of the way there, healthy fats. And the, the best sources are nuts, seeds, grass-fed meat, extra virgin olive oil like we chatted about, mm. avocado, coconut products, wild fatty fish like herring and sardines, ghee and little bits of butter. And just, I guess like the source matters, right? So where are you getting your, your healthy fats from? Is it from yeah. those like I just mentioned? And we want to stay away from what are called trans fats. And those are things like margarines and hydrogenated oils and partially hydrogenated oils um, and be wary of those kind of bad quote-unquote oils like the sunflower oil canola oil like we mentioned in week one wasn't margarine created as like a healthy butter it was it was supposed to be like i can't believe it's not butter <laughs> well this is where this is where dr ansel keys he got his you know this is what he birthed was this low-fat craze so so many food companies started jumping on this low-fat bandwagon because everyone was wanting to buy the foods that were low-fat and they actually took people in the wrong direction even more because they were blaming fat for what other foods have done. Um, so it's really actually damaging to go low fat in a lot of cases. I'm sure there's obviously very unique cases that do have to go low fat, but for the most part, including those healthy fats, like from nuts and seeds and grass-fed meats and extra virgin olive oil and the like, um, can actually improve all of those things like I mentioned before. If I'm in the butter aisle, I know that you can get like just regular butter, like easy spread butter, and then there's like reduced salt, butter. Yeah. Like, is there, is there, because from what I'm gathering, butter's actually not too bad for you. No. But I'm, I'm, obviously, you know, you don't eat the whole thing yeah. in one go. I, I wouldn't be like holding it like a stick in my hand and no. munching down on it. <laughs> and I wouldn't so even gross. be, oh yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't even be spreading it super thick. Like I do, I love butter on, on, on a lot of foods and stuff like that, but it's just, it's a healthier version than, you know, margarine and stuff mm. like that. So I wouldn't even go for the spreadable butters because they do include, if you read the ingredients list, part of it will be sunflower oil or canola oil. Oh, we don't so like I'll go for the stick butter, 
um, for, for the most part. Okay, nice. That makes sense. And the last macronutrient is carbohydrates. It's the only non-essential macronutrient, which means we can consume zero grams of carbs for the rest of our lives and be completely fine because not ideal, but <laughs> but we can we can convert um, protein into a usable form of energy, like convert it into glucose, and we can convert fats into a usable form, form of energy called ketones, which is where that quote-unquote keto diet comes yep. from. So my real basic knowledge of carbohydrates is largely you hear they're terrible. And people, yeah, carbs are bad. Like lock carbs them out the of devil. their diet, put them in a box, and throw it in the ocean. Like, and I don't want to see another carb ever. Yeah. But <laughs> just they, just like fats, it it's, it comes down to the source. Are you getting your carbohydrates from crackers and cookies and Starburst mm. lollies and ice creams and all these chocolates and treats? Check. Or are your carb carbohydrates coming packed full of vitamins and minerals and phytochemicals and nutrients such as sweet potatoes and broccoli and quinoa and oh. white rice and oats? Like there's healthier versions of these foods compared to the others. And this is all detailed in Nutrition for Busy Blokes. Quick debate. What's better, white rice or brown rice? Oh, so I like white, white rice. Oh, interesting. Because, and this is the thing, like brown rice has been toted as the healthier version because it's packed full of nutrients or whatever it might mm. be. The outer husk can actually damage the intestinal lining. Really? And it's, yeah. And it's full of um, anti nutrients. For me, the brown rice versus white rice wasn't even a nutritional thing. I actually just like brown rice. Well, this is, than white this is rice. the thing. So, those anti nutrients just stop the absorption of certain minerals and vitamins, okay. um, which isn't necessarily a bad thing um, when it comes down to the crux of it because white rice isn't a crazy nutritional powerhouse. No. So, if you're choosing between brown rice and white rice and you're going straight for nutrition, Definitely go for the white rice. If you're going for taste and texture, choose whichever one you prefer. It's a draw. It's a draw. Essentially, <laughs> yeah. I, essentially I did yeah. a training on this in my um, Facebook group the other day. Um, and essentially, at the end of it, I went, it's a draw. Like, yeah. <laughs> like whatever you want to go for when it comes to brown oh, rice nice. versus white rice. But I just wanted to debunk that brown rice isn't necessarily the healthier version. Interesting. Okay. Um, and then when it comes to like, you know, keto and all these crazy diets, who cares? Like they all get the same results in the end. So yeah. when it comes to like macro ratios, it really comes down to like personal preference, but most people do well with a balance of all three. So looking at your plate and just making sure that there's a carbohydrate source and a fat source and a meat source or a protein source, you're usually going to be hitting all your micro and macro needs by doing that. So I've got the manual open in front of me, which you can click the link in the, in the podcast description uh, for episode three, just looking at the list of good proteins, carbs, and fats and examples. Examples. Um, one that I didn't expect to see in proteins, cottage cheese. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So those dairy, like Greek yogurt as well, was a huge one as well. Um, and, you know, inside the, the ebook, there's healthy snacks. There's ways to build a balanced meal. There's ways to build balanced smoothies. There's slow cooker recipes. Like it literally is like a reference, man. You just keep going back to that and going, oh, what's a healthy snack choice that I can use? And yeah. then eventually the training wheels come off and you don't have to refer to a manual like that anymore because you've got the internal knowledge. But to begin with, it's a good way to kind of set that foundation. And you're telling me carrots and bok choy are carbs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so most vegetables and fruits would be a carb dominant, carbohydrate dominant. Right. Um, foods like rice and oatmeal and quinoa would definitely have a higher carbohydrate content, but most of those fruits and vegetables we packed full of fiber, which would go straight through your system um, mm. and create the bulk of your stool, which is a good thing. Um, and the last one that I want to refer to is the micronutrients, vitamins and minerals. And these are chemical compounds or chemical elements, pretty much essential for the wide variety of functions, including like cell function, muscle function, bone formation, hormone production, fluid balance, and some minerals are, are you know are essential for health. And a lot of vitamins, um, we can't get them through like we don't just create them ourselves. We have to get them through diet as well. But pretty much what I advocate to people is 
the shotgun pellet approach, like, you know, shotguns shoot really wide. Yeah, so yeah. aim for a really wide-ranging, yeah. colourful diet full of fruits and vegetables and nuts and seeds and herbs and spices and proteins and seafood. And you should be covering majority, if not all, of your micro and macro needs. What was the ad we used to watch when we were little? Um, Two fruit and five veg. Yeah. Like, and there was that guy made <laughs> guy out of like broccoli. made stuff. out of the face. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> all the different colours you find in like fruits and vegetables, they they give you different properties. They have They contain different nutritional benefits. So the orange family and the purple family and the green family. That's why I just say aim for a wide ranging colorful diet. Like if you eat all of these different types of foods and different colors and stuff like that, you should be covering most of your bases. And it's also, if you don't think you like many salad items like me, Mm. if you, (laughs) what I found also is if you spread them out, you're like, oh, I actually like half a dozen different types. Perfect. And it's all about experimentation and personalization. So go to the shops and just buy something that you haven't tried in a while. You've never tried before and just see if you like it. Toss the ones that aren't that you don't like because you don't want to torture yourself in the kitchen, but then keep the ones that are working. And you end up creating your own like personalized diet essentially because you just keep all these healthy foods that you enjoy. And then you can veer off and have those times where you have pizza or brownies, whatever it might be, and you just come back to your healthy way of eating. But just make sure, listeners and Bado, that you keep referring back to Nutrition for Busy Blokes. It is your reference manual for the remainder of the program and beyond um, until those training wheels need to come off because it will teach you all the ins and outs of what goes into your food as well as examples of each and how to actually build your milks from scratch. Should we get down to business? Let's get down to business. See what I'm doing in the kitchen. Let's get down to business. Goss, what is clean eating? And I presume it's not eating while cleaning. <laughs> Good one. Um, <laughs> it, it's very individual, individualistic, um, but all followers of this approach pretty much agree that processed and ultra-processed foods should be limited for the most part and focus most of the diet on just like unadulterated whole foods, essentially. And what they mean is like, you know, the further a food moves away from the source where it came from, e.g. the tree that it was plucked from or the animal that was killed, mm-hmm. the more it moves towards the eat less category. So think about an apple, that's a whole food. You then grind yeah. it down and process it into apple sauce. That's like eat every now and then. And then it gets turned into apple juice and just gets full, filled with sugars and additives <laughs> and fillers and colors and all that sort right. of stuff. So that moves towards the eat less. Okay. If you pick a tomato of tomato plant, great. But as soon as you start getting to tomato sauce territory. <laughs> and some some breaks. companies some companies are, are trying to, um, you know, go down the more healthier route when it comes to their processing because it's it's not realistic to say you're never going to eat something unprocessed again. Like talking about tomato sauce, I had tomato sauce when I scrambled eggs this morning. Yeah. But I look at the ingredients list and it's tomatoes and salt. Like that's it. Right. Whereas you flip over the Heinz bottle and it's probably tomatoes, salt, acidity regulators, colors, preservatives, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. So you can go down the route of looking at the ingredients list, which I do encourage clients to do. But essentially most of your diet should revolve around those unadulterated, unprocessed foods for the most part because these food companies like Kellogg's and Heinz and Coca-Cola and the like, they have literally paid millions and millions of dollars and these food scientists to come up with the perfect combination of salt, sweetness, texture, crunch, acidity to make you consume more and more and more of their products because they don't. your health isn't their priority. Their priority is their bottom line, which is their profit. So they want you to buy their foods and just keep consuming them more and more. So- I often use this example, but a, a normal bag of potato chips takes around five potatoes to make the bag of potato chips. But how easy is it to just down a bag of salt and vinegar crisps? Oh, like, like without even thinking about without it. even thinking about it, it's gone. But I dare you, Bado and listeners, to go and boil five <laughs> white potatoes, yeah. 
drain them and put them in a bowl. Don't put any sauce, no dressings, no salt, no butter, no pepper, just plain potatoes. And I dare you to try to eat them. You'll probably get to uh, potato three, maybe four, and you'll be like, this is so disgusting. This is bland. (laughs) I'm over this. That's because these whole foods that aren't processed have these built-in satiety or these built-in limiters to make you stop eating them at a certain point, right? Right. Mm. Okay, that makes sense. So even all the all the food that you think is yum and delicious, <laughs> like potato chips, you just want more and more and more and more. You want more and more. And there was a study that came out um, on ad libitum food intake, which pretty much just eats means eat as much as you freaking want. Yeah. Um, and they had the two groups, and one was given, and both buffets were perfectly balanced for calories and macros and all that sort of stuff. One buffet was completely processed foods, yeah, and one buffet was whole foods. So the group that was eating the processed foods ate 300 to 500 extra calories a day compared to the unprocessed. And what was interesting, they swapped the groups over halfway and the reverse happened. So the unprocessed foods, the whole foods, they ate 300 to 500 calories less. And this equates to like seven to 10 kilos gained in a year if you're surviving off these processed foods, okay? So what we want to focus on is like quality versus quantity. And it's that whole crowding out. Let's just add in more of the good, focus on eating more of these whole foods, the fruits and vegetables, nuts and seeds, herbs and spices, blah, blah, blah. Focusing on adding that in, it'll leave less room for the bad to sneak their way in. And these healthy foods, they just help maintain that good calorie balance. The high fiber content of the fruits and vegetables keeps our digestive system in tip top shape. Um, those That wide range, that shotgun pellet approach ensures we're getting adequate amounts of essential vitamins and minerals. And when we start to feel good within our, our nutrition, we move through our days with ease. We've got more energy. We solve problems better. We're better at work. We're less irritable, we're less moody. And that's the thing, isn't it? Like a lot of us, including me, like we're breaking real long, heavy habits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So moving to this clean eating, can't just start trying to eat clean. Every day. From the get-go, like yeah. It's, it's, a, a, it's, it's an evolution. It's a slow burn, yeah. yeah. And just like in that first week with my golden nugget of you're going to stuff up, like yeah. you are going to fall off, you are going to all that sort of stuff. So you just try your best, you keep trying your best, and when you have these moments of weakness or you, you fall back into old ways of being or living, you just right back at that next moment make a better choice. And what I've done for yourself, Bats, and the listeners, I've created this ladder of dietary change. So you can imagine a ladder. And each, you know, step that you take gets you higher and higher or closer towards your goals or yep. makes things a little bit more difficult the higher you get. If you're scared of heights, the higher you get, the scarier it is. And um, I'm just reading this now, Christian. The good news for me is I'm already off the bottom. You're already up to Because <laughs> some of the things you've got down here, we've already we've already covered off in, exactly in the right. first two episodes. Well, most most of them focus on that concept, like we said, of crowding out, of adding in more of the good, leaving less room for the bad to sneak its way in. So in the first week, I already sort of forced you <laughs> to yeah. climb uh, rungs one to three. So the first one was to swap those vegetable and seed oils out for the healthier yep. olive oil or coconut oil. Um, the next one was to eat more colorful fruits and vegetables each day. So you added that pink lady in. Yeah. And the way you kind of build upon that is you just kind of expand your repertoire. Maybe you choose some plums or, you know, you get an avocado or you get some other uh, mandarins or something. The next uh, rung was to remove those trigger foods from the house and just keep some healthier snacks from alternatives in sight. So you chucked out the chalky and the ice cream. Yep. So the next three rungs pretty much go back to just getting back into the kitchen. Okay. The first one is just to, or the next rung is just to cook for yourself that bit more rather than eating out all the time. So rather than buying from the deli down the road or swinging past a smoko shop or getting fast food or eating Mm. out the pub or whatever it might be, just getting back into the kitchen and just re-familiarizing yourself with the kitchen. So you want to start with dishes you know and like. Yep. Simple ones, things you know how to do just to kind of get the wheels churning again. 
And then you can move to the next rung where you cook extra for dinner. So you double or triple the ingredients so that you can portion some off for lunches the day after or the day after that. You kind of fridge some and freeze some. So you, you're thinking ahead to that batter in two days, three days time when you can when he's going to be caught on the back foot, yeah. <laughs> flat stick at work, nowhere to eat, no one, no, nothing to eat sort of thing. Um, so you've got that food ready for him. I actually do like cooking. I like mm. being in the kitchen, but I cook the things that I like. So I make an absolutely banging spaghetti bolognese. Spag bowl. <laughs> like it is, it's to the point where I was cooking it better than mum makes her spag bowl. And she Unreal. taught me. Mm. And That's like, I've been making this mate. since I was a teenager. I doubt it. Um, <laughs> one of my chores each week was to cook yeah. spaghetti bolognese because it was that good. Ripping. So, and so something like spaghetti bolognese, you get that loaded sauce, grate some carrot, grate some zucchini yeah. in there. You cut, chop up some olives. You start to just load these things up with some fruits and vegetables to, to make it even more nutrient dense. Because when you're busy, you just make it the way you like and you're not having it with anything else. Like yeah. It's just meat sauce, yeah. pasta, and probably some cheese on top. Like, yeah, exactly that's, right. That's not doing so anyone any So you've already favors. got a couple a couple days a week that you already cook. So now it's, mm. all right, how do we take that next step? So for someone who is literally not in the kitchen whatsoever, they just start with maybe one meal a week or two meals a week just to kind of get the wheels turning, get mm. used to it again. You're already, like you said, you like cooking. You're already doing two nights or three nights out of the week. So now it's just all right. Let's add another night or, or a second night after that. And we can use nutrition for busy blokes because there's a butt ton of recipes in there that you can start to use to, to get those, to get the wheels turning. So that, they're my action steps this week, right? So I'll go to nutrition for busy blokes. Yep. To the Bible. <laughs> I'm going to pick two dishes that I like the look of. Yep. And I'll tell you all next week and stay tuned to the Instapipe for some, some real fun Jake in the kitchen <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> content. And it's that whole like cook once, eat thrice. So just yeah. double the ingredients or triple them or whatever it might be. And I talk about that in the book itself. So I, I teach you how to do those things. And what I've learned in the first two weeks is like during the week is usually pretty good. Yep. Hitting your goals. But it's what happens when you, it's those weekend habits. Mm. Is that how you challenge, challenge yourself? I think the challenge for me is cooking maybe say, or at least one of the meals later in the week. Mm -hmm. So then that stretches over the weekend. So we're eating better food across the weekend rather than falling off that wagon. Well, that's self, that's very self-aware of you to realize that that's where you're kind of falling off, I guess, a little bit. Yeah. So to challenge yourself and say, I want to make one later on in the week to just help help the weekend Bado who, yeah. <laughs> who just mean, wants to have some beers and eat, and eat some pizza. Yeah. Like I'm just going to help him out. A I don't bit. think it's too outrageous to say that most people listening to this Nearly have two versions of themselves, right? Yeah, yeah. During the week version. They're on. <laughs> they're, they're switched on, they're knuckling down, they're energized, and then a different type of energy <laughs> comes enters <laughs> from the weekend and you're like, sweet. And that, and I'm that energy relax. looks like Bado with an open robe, yes. just wearing his jocks underneath, just loving life. Sometimes not even. Not <laughs> Um, so yeah, I think, I think that's a great move, right? So you're just building upon your, your kitchen habits already and it's all about experimentation, right? So mistakes are okay. So you just try things out, keep what's working, toss what isn't working essentially. Um, and for any extra credit, I think if you want to focus or just become a bit more aware of what's in your food, focusing on including, including, sorry, protein at each of your meals is a really good way to go as well, because that's just going to keep you feeling satiated. It's going to keep you energized. It's going to build your body from the inside out with the good materials. Uh, so just before we move on, um, what is your favorite recipe from the nutrition for busy blokes? Or busy people? I love slow cookers because they literally, you put everything in there and it does the work for okay. you, right? So two of my favorites are in the book is the chili con carne. I 
absolutely froth the chili con carne, and there's a buffalo chicken in there, which is unreal. Buffalo chicken. Buffalo chickens. That's butter and hot sauce and chicken. What more could you want? (laughs) Christian, the mailman's been. How good? (laughs) Ding, ding. Ding, ding. (laughs) Ring a ding, ding. This is really fun. So thanks for everyone that's engaging with us on our Instagram page at Busy Blokes Podcast. Just a reminder, you can flick us an email if you're that way inclined, <laughs> inclined at busyblokespodcast at gmail.com. Uh, but we've had some real flat stick operators <laughs> reach out on our social media pipe Instagram. Uh, the first one comes from Ian. He asks, can I still eat takeaway but still be healthy? This one really sings it's out home, to me. Eh? Yeah, yeah. Of course time. you can, mate. Of course you can. Um, and we've kind of mentioned this earlier on in the podcast. I call it creating a healthy center. Over weeks and months and potentially kind of years, I don't want to make it seem like this long, arduous process, but if you want to change, you've got to change something pretty, pretty deep. But like you create this healthy center of eating by experimenting with different foods that you like, like fruits and vegetables, nuts, blah, blah, blah. So you create this healthy way of eating, but there's nothing stopping you from deviating and enjoying a slice mm. of pizza or a burger or a piece of cake with your niece at her birthday party or some lollies, whatever it might be. And you just keep coming back to that healthy center. And only you know if you're taking the Mickey and deviating <laughs> yeah. every, every other day. But you know, you can you really can include these I guess you can call them unhealthy foods often, as long as you kind of just mainly focus on being in the green, so to speak, um, more often than not. Random question without notice. Is there any takeaways that are better? Obviously your Maccas, yeah. your HJs, your Kentucky fried. So I like grilled. So they grilled. do focus on sort of like grass fed and responsibly sourced animals, which I really enjoy. Yeah. Um, and they use, they do list their ingredients on their website. And well, from what I've seen for the most part, like, it's not the healthiest thing in the world, no. but like for the most part, they actually do use um, pretty decent ingredients inside their burger patties and in their their buns and stuff like that. So yep. um, I like to go for grilled if I'm going to enjoy, uh, I guess, like a takeaway. That's yep. what I'll do. But I think one of the, the best things that I've ever done for my nutrition is I've learned to make my unhealthy takeaways at home. So I've learned to make healthy versions of pizza and healthy burgers and healthy fried chicken using more quality ingredients. So yep. I don't feel the need to go, oh, I need a duck pass Maccas or I need a duck pass KFC because yep. I'm enjoying those foods from the comfort of my own home, essentially. If you go to at health coach Christian on Instagram, within the the link inside my bio, I've got a health coach Christian recipe ebook with 50 of my favorite recipes in there. So start at Nutrition for Busy Blokes. And if you want to expand your repertoire of recipes that little bit more, head to my the link in my bio at health coach Christian and pick up my free recipe book as well. Next one comes from Sasha and she asks, what's a superfood? Superfood. I don't really like the term, um, but since it's going nowhere anytime soon, let's stick it around. So doesn't have a cape. Doesn't have, (laughs) doesn't live in the bat cave. Um, So essentially you could be eating cookies and you could smash down those cookies and you could get very little nutrition, right? You eat a lot of calories, but get not much nutrients in there. Whereas a superfood is eating quite little food, but Mm. getting lots of nutrition. It's like foods that are just packed full of vitamins and minerals and phytonutrients and all that sort of stuff. So you eat a little to get a lot, essentially. And some examples, spirulina and this, that, and the other. But like you can just go to the supermarket and get some superfoods. So it's like um, in Fast and Furious when Paul Walker, rest his soul... (laughs) Flips, flips the NOS gauge and just, yeah. just charges down the it down. I saw you yeah, thinking right. of that analogy in your head for a little while there. <laughs> the monkey uh, was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But at, at the supermarket, almonds fit the bill. 
blueberries fit yep. the bill. I sometimes call them brain berries because they're so fantastic brain for the berry. brain. I love that. Um, spinach is great. Mushrooms are great. Eggs are like nature's multivitamin. They contain a little bit of all the essential vitamins and minerals that your body needs. So you can get these quote unquote superfoods just by going to the supermarket. Extra virgin olive oil, another superfood. Really? Yep. There you go. Love that. Uh, last one from Matthew. He dropped into the DMs with an absolute belter. <laughs> he asks, I'm big on snacks. What are some healthy snack ideas? I'm not even going to list them off because it's all in the ebook Nutrition for Busy Blokes. Like a lot of the stuff we've spoken about today, like I said, it goes way more in detail in the book. And in the book, there's a little chapter called Healthy on the Go, which is all about some healthy snacks that you can um, take with you in your bag or in your little lunchbox on your way out the door. Quick fire, three favorite snacks. Go. Three favorite snacks is avocados, blueberries, and almonds. Probably just because I mentioned them before. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, I was just talking to a client this morning about this. Tiger nuts. They're not even a nut. They actually look like tiger's testicles. You can get them from Woolworths, people <laughs> in Australia. Tiger nuts, they taste so strange, but they're so delicious and they're healthy as. Tiger nuts. Tiger nuts. Right. Get them in ya. I'm going to, that's one extra action step. <laughs> get some tiger nuts. Get Tell me, me how you go. some tiger nuts in my gob. <laughs> Christian, speaking of nuts, um, not even. That's terrible. <laughs> that's nothing new. I've been shocking today. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. Before we wrap up, I need your big processed crispy cold nug <laughs> of wisdom for this Mac week. Mac is nuggy. So I guess like some small diet hacks. Just start small. You know, start by putting vegetables on your plate first. Include a piece of fruit at breakfast time. Um, just add an extra scoop of veggies to your to your lunch or your dinner. Instead of drinking two beers each night, have one beer. Like you can just make these small and subtle changes. Instead of the double bacon cheeseburger with fries and a milkshake, have the double bacon cheeseburger with fries and a water um, or take off like the bacon. Like you can start to make these small, subtle changes that are going to decrease your calories. It's going to make you feel better. It's going to make you more energized, lose the brain fog, skin clearer, Debt collector's not going to come banging for your knees anytime soon. <laughs> so just make those small diet hacks here and there. It's that slow burn, baby. It's that slow burn, baby. <laughs> Righto. That's all we've got time for today. Thanks for listening to the Busy Blokes podcast, your one-stop shop for the best bang for your buck health hacks. Head over to our Instagram page at Busy Blokes Podcast for more tips and tricks to help you become healthier and happier. And you can follow me on Instagram at Health Coach Christian. If you have any questions or want to share your stories, email us at busyblokespodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Instagram. Thanks to Damo for your audio wizardry behind the scenes, brother. Really appreciate it. Tune in next week as we get wet <laughs> with hydration. <laughs> Love you, Dad. Love you, Dad.